Good morning. Welcome to Calvary Church. My name is Andy Reynolds. I'm a student ministries associate on staff here. We just want to welcome you this morning. Uh, today, we are going to celebrate some of the things that God has done, uh, not just in our lives, but in the lives of the people in our community. Through our church, it's going to be a fantastic day, but we're also going to look at ways that we can go above and beyond in the new year. So I would just challenge you, you know, we've been challenged as a staff, ask yourself, what can I do in 2018 to go above and beyond to reach those that may be far from God in our community? We're looking forward to a wonderful year in 2018, but we're going to take a look at what 2017 held for Calvary Church and our family here. 2018, we decide to go above and beyond. And a part of our journey this year, I got to share 12 days of travel with one of our team members when we went to South Africa. Patty Morgan, if you'd like to join me up here on the stage, part of her missions experience is what God did in her life. But through this year, God's been doing amazing things. And we've invited her to share a bit about celebrating 2017 with God. Thank you, Patty. Good morning. Um, <laughs> uh, the God's taught me a lot of lessons this year, but probably the biggest lesson is that loving God means feeding his sheep, and I knew I needed to find some way of serving others, but for me, I wasn't quite sure how I could personally serve others or get involved in ministry. And then one day a friend of mine told me that she had signed up for the South Africa missions trip. I thought that sounded like a, an amazing trip. So I told her I'd pray about it. And the more I prayed about it, the more I wanted to go. So I ended up signing up for it. And I felt pretty confident about the trip until about a month before we went. And I think that was when reality set in and I realized I'm really going on this trip and I started to actually pray and fast over it and the more I prayed the more fear and doubt uh, began to invade my thoughts that who did I think I was that I thought I should be on this trip and I am not enough I'm not good enough I'm not thoughtful enough I'm not kind enough I'm not spiritual enough and as I took these thoughts before the Lord in prayer he in his loving kindness did not disagree with my sober assessment of myself but uh, <laughs> rather reminded me that alone I'm not enough but with him I'm always going to be enough because he's enough and he took me to 2nd Corinthians 12 9 that says my grace is sufficient for you my power is made perfect in weakness, and I will gladly boast in my weaknesses because his grace, um, because Christ's grace, then Christ's power is, rests on us. And he kept his promise to me, and South Africa is amazing. And so I would like to encourage any of you who may have that same desire to get involved, but those same doubts plague you, um, take that step of faith and see what God can do through you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Patty. Since Patty's uh, come back from South Africa, she's now serving part of our children's ministries team on a Wednesday night, and it is a blessing to have you serving our young ones here at home too. 
Our trip to Africa was pretty amazing. Uh, we had opportunities to work with, a Hope, with Hope Church that has started in the Rustenburg Northwest part of the country that Pastor Jeff and Abby Hunt started. And that church has more kids in attendance than adults which is pretty amazing. So we got to spend some time with them and just be in the community as we were traveling, doing home visits, uh, just seeing God's spirit move, people walking up on the street to be ask, asking us for prayer or people inviting us into their homes for prayer, for deliverance of things, to be set free from things that were holding them down. This is a hopeless society, but it was so powerful to be able to bring hope to these people. Uh, we also were able to raise funds through BGMC and help sponsor 75 kids to be able to go to kids camp, and we had a great time with them. Our kids here at Calvary raised just over $5,000 to be able to sponsor those kids to camp themselves. It was amazing. It was amazing. And what a blessing for the kids in Africa, which is home for me, to hear that there are kids around the world that love them and care for them and would give up and sacrifice. We had kids that gave up toys and clothing that we sold at garage sales, gave up birthday money, Christmas money, all to see a child's life changed in Africa. If you're interested about the trip in Africa, we're going back in March of 2019, so that's a year from this March. Uh, there's an information table outside in the church foyer. Patty and myself will be there after service, and we'd love to share a bit more about that trip with you. Something else that we got to do here in Springfield this year, each year we get to host a Christmas party for students and children from the Hope Institute in Springfield. Their residential program is growing. We had the most kids in attendance this year. You were a part of that by giving generously. We provided over 50 gifts for these kids. Uh, we, able, we were able to host a, a birthday party here, which included Santa visiting the kids, which is a lot of fun. They get to play in the play zone, which has special uh, activities actually designed in the play structure for children with special needs that are applicable for their sensory needs. So they got to play in there. We've got a cookie decorating station. Cafe Moxo helped us out with that, and we appreciate their help for that. And just a lot of fun and activities. Great volunteers, an amazing night, seeing the fun the kids are having and their faces light up with joy. These kids are such a pleasure to have here. And we received this note from Hope School just shortly after the event that I'd like to share with you. We would like to thank Calvary Church and let them know that the kids had a wonderful time last night. It's all about our youth, and you can see the smiles on their faces. You folks are the best. Thank you again. 20 years, Calvary has been taking an active part in our children. Wow. Thank you, Calvary. Residentially, we are at about 70 kids. During our school hours, we host probably 120 kids bust in from Springfield and neighboring communities. Calvary is one of the churches and organizations that has a party for our children, is only one of the, the organizations that has a party for our children, and that's been for several years now. We want to thank you for your continued support of our youth and programs here at Hope. Thanks again for a well-oiled and fun program you had for us last night. An amazing group of kids. It was wonderful seeing them come through the front door here at Hazeldale that night. And every one of them asking me, is this our Christmas party? Yes, it is. Is this our Christmas party? Yes, it is. 
they were just filled with joy and they got to see Santa and receive their, their Christmas gifts. We've invited the COO of Hope, um, Amanda Broad, if you join me here on the stage, uh, in to just share a bit about what Hope is doing, the growth that has taken place in their residential program and how things have been changing there, and uh, a bit about how Hope is impacting families and kids in our community. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me today and for all the years that you guys have hosted our children. Um, like you said and read on the video or on the, um, the letter, we have a little over 70 kids that live with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, our running joke is hope never closes. Um, and so the, the realistic uh, thing about that is that I'm never off work. Literally, um, my phone rings 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, because there's always a kid with a runny nose or a fever or a parent who has a question. And it's because of partners like you and the support of our community and our neighbors that we're able to continue and sustain and do the things that we do. And I think it's underestimated the impact that you have on each of our children and I think we talk a lot about the impact on our kids and we show the videos of our kids and that's not to, to be underestimated. That's a big deal. The things we do with our kids is, is, is a big deal. But what we don't talk about a lot is that impact on the parents and the families of those children that we serve. Our kids live with us, yes, but they have moms and they have sisters and they have brothers and they have dads and they have uncles and cousins and grandparents. And that stone creates ripples in the pond and you're creating those ripples by supporting their children here in Springfield. Those parents live in Chicago, in Carbondale, in Quincy. They're all over Illinois, and they don't get to see their kids every, every day. The fact of the matter is, you probably see their children, and you don't even know them more often than they see their, their own children. And so we're all a community raising these kids who are very vulnerable. And so imagine not living with your children and having a community raise your child who can't tell you what their day was like. And so that trust that they have in me, in those staff members that you saw, and in you is incredible. So thank you for helping me and for helping our staff raise these incredible kids. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Hope's moved to a residential program where they actually have homes now that the students stay in rather than being in an institution setting, and so you've seen some growth there and that they've really felt comfortable in getting the, their needs met. Mm -hmm. Part of what Hope also does is create memories and, and give these students a full school experience and social experience, and part of that is special events. Mm -hmm. uh, we reached out to Hope right after our Hope School dinner and asked, what are some of the needs that you guys may have? And we received this note back um, about some equipment that... May, that make our kiddos experience even greater uh, throughout the year. We throw events for our students, just like every school does. We do prom, a musical, holiday parties, and school dances. And each time we put on one of these parties, we find the need for different lighting to make the space more sensory friendly. So we're looking to invest in some LED lighting and equipment to make those experiences that much more special. Well, Amanda, we spoke with our technical arts director. We got some notes from Ryan and from Hope on some things that could make your productions and experience positive for the kids. Uh, and 
save you renting in some equipment and things like that. And with uh, Nathan's help, we were able to match everything that you guys had requested on that as we desire as a church to go above and beyond this year in 2018. So I'm going to ask Pastor Brian to bring out some of this equipment that can be used for these productions. We hope that wonderful memories are created at proms and musicals and holiday events. Uh, Donovan had been sharing that, that some of the equipment had been um, light, lighting that you've used has been duct taped to oh. volleyball stands yeah. and things like that. So Nathan found some of this great uh, equipment here. And not only that, Nathan would love to come out when you're ready to have your first event mm -hmm. and train you on the equipment and your team. So we'd like to just bless you with that and just pray for you this morning yes. as, uh, as the year comes in. Yes, Father, we thank you so much for the, the team that just serve those students and those families at hope throughout the year, Father God. Just seeing those volunteers here at the event, uh, meeting Amanda, Lord, uh, being in touch with Donovan and Ryan, Lord God, they have a great task, Lord God. And we pray that you would touch each student's life, first and foremost, Lord God. We pray that you would bring healing, Lord. We pray that you would bring wholeness, Lord. We pray that there would be a relationship, Father God, that is strong, Lord, that even these kids, Lord, would find a hope in you, my God. I pray for your strength over the leadership of hope and as they continue to do the great work in our community in Springfield, Lord. We thank you for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank, thank you, you so much, Amanda. The reason we can do the things that you've already heard about this morning and the things that you're going to hear the rest of the morning is because you all have been so faithful in your giving. And I want to thank you. We all want to thank you for being so faithful in your giving because that's what makes this possible. You know, this year, actually last month, we started a program called Above and Beyond. And it's a giving program. And what we've asked people to do is to pledge to give at least $10 extra a week so that we can go above and beyond. And, and we've already been able to do that. For those of you who were at our Christmas concert about three weeks ago, you know, we were, we were able to make some contributions to some local charities, some not-for-profits. And, and that's the kind of thing we want to do. Above and beyond isn't just about money, but that money allows us to do things. And it's also about a personal call to each one of us that personally we want to look at this coming year, 2018, and go above and beyond in our commitment to the Lord and in, in how we serve our neighbors and our friends and our family and, 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 and just, just everything that we do to reexamine ourselves and to go above and beyond in 2018. So if you'd like to be part of that giving program, I hope you would because we really have some, some cool things that we want to do this year to go above and beyond. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we Thank you this morning for how you've blessed us, Lord. Lord, we, we know that no matter where we are socioeconomically, Lord, in this country, Lord, we are so blessed compared to the rest of the world. And God, you always provide. You always provide, Lord. And we thank you for that. And we thank you for how you've provided this past year. Now, this morning, we give tithes and we give offerings to you out of faithfulness and, and, and also out of love and, and appreciation for everything you've done. Bless these offerings and tithes, Lord. Let them go to, to extend your kingdom, Lord. Let them go to ministries that are going to touch lives for eternity and bless all these givers. I ask you that, but I know that you do anyway because you are such a good God. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, we work to give our young people 
a lot of opportunities to go beyond themselves and experience ministry and reaching out to the world around them and to be the light of Jesus Christ. And this past summer, we did this um, with a trip to Los Angeles and the Dream Center there. Pastor Brian led an amazing group of young people on a journey in which they had some amazing encounters and opportunities to share the light and love of Jesus. He's going to share those with you. Thank you, Renee. Uh, God has been doing so much in Calvary Youth and Young Adults Ministries this year. And actually, Pastor Tim and I had the opportunity to lead 22 um, students and young adults on a trip to the L.A. Dream Center in Los Angeles, California. The L.A. Dream Center is a, mi a ministry that helps people um, from the drug-addicted homeless people clear up to uh, recovering moms that are uh, single mothers and people like that. God moved in so many ways on this trip, every day we got to uh, we got to go out into the streets and actually give a cup of water in Jesus' name. And our hearts are just filled with compassion as we stepped out in boldness. I was so proud of our group as we went above and beyond every day. Uh, we would go to these distribution sites, and our group was usually the last ones to leave because they were literally praying with people and and just loving on people that uh, that aren't really that lovely. Um, and in most people's eyes, I was so proud of our team. I would like to encourage you this year to go above and beyond. I'd like you to just pray. Uh, in a minute, they're going to mention some other mission trips that are happening this summer. I'd like you to pray and ask God, would you have me go? Would you have me go on one of these trips? Um, go above and beyond this year and yourself go on a mission trip. And if that's just not you and you don't feel God's calling on that, maybe you could support somebody else to go above and beyond by giving them money and helping them raise the support and funds that they need. Thank you, Renee. Another way Calvary Church goes above and beyond in our community is we work to provide meals to a group of homeless people through the Kumler Outreach. Uh, Stan Vasek and Sheila, Stan leads our charge, and his wife Sheila helps, and also Marlene, I believe, I believe Marlene Mulholland goes every time too, Stan, is that correct? And they go and just put together a beautiful meal and um, provide opportunity for our church to reach out to people in our community who need a little help. And we want to ask uh, Julie Reish to come and just share uh, one of the outcomes of our outreach to Kumler. Good morning. Calvary Church has several opportunities each year to prepare and serve a meal with Kumler Outreach Ministries here in Springfield. In August, the church staff prepared and served a meal along with uh, participated in some activities with the kids. This is when we reconnected with Marcus, a 10-year-old and his family, a single-parent family in need. One of our church families have reached out to him over the years and helped him with various different things, offered to bring them to church. Since the outreach in August, Marcus and his family have attended Sunday and midweek services through the remainder of the year. We have seen them grow and be encouraged in their faith and relationship with God with this. Another thing is we saw this Christmas Marcus be filled with joy when he received his first Bible from Calvary Kids. You have four to five opportunities this year to serve and prepare meals at Kumler Ministries. This is one way you can go above and beyond.
Calvary Church and Academy work hard to invest in the lives of children and youth. Our goal is to raise up strong Christian leaders for the next generation. The next two young ladies you will hear from grew up in our church and our school and have stepped up in the last year in a remarkable way. Caitlin and Kristen have gone above and beyond this year in their efforts to impact our world for Christ. Caitlin, will you come and just share your story with us of how God allowed two of your passions to collide into an incredible opportunity? Yes, thank you. Um, Growing up in Calvary, I fell in love with missions as I listened to missionaries come every year during Missions Week. Um, I just loved hearing their stories, and I knew growing up that that's something that I wanted to do. So when I went um, and looked at going into college, I decided that I wanted to study education, but I knew I wanted to use that in a missions context. So after graduating from college, I spent two years teaching in the public school, but then I heard about an amazing opportunity at Convoy of Hope where I could use both my passion for education and missions together. Um, So now I am working on the international team um, at Convoy of Hope, and I'm working with curriculum and spiritual development and in education to be able to spread the gospel to the over 160,000 kids that we get to feed every day around the world. And I also get the opportunity to travel to uh, 11 countries and provide training for our staff in those countries so that they can share the gospel um, with those kids every day. So it was just amazing that growing up that I just could combine the passion that Calvary um, placed in my heart for missions and with my love for education and to be able to impact and spread the gospel around the world. So. Through your generous giving and compassion towards those in need, Calvary was able to give over $14,000 to Convoy of Hope for hurricane relief this past year. Also, we, we support a couple of missionary families, Tom and Jenny Keating and Michael and Beryl McNamee, and uh, we support them in an ongoing effort to work with Convoy of Hope and make a difference um, in lots of different places across the globe where help is needed. Kristen Siders was in Revolution when I served as the junior high pastor, and it has been such a joy to watch her grow into the woman of God that she has become. And Kristen found a special place in my heart when she was a young teenager, and she shared with me a passion that God laid on her heart to bring young girls caught in sex trafficking out of harm's way and into a safe place. When you have the privilege of working with young people as long as I have, you get to hear a lot of dreams. And some of those dreams, you don't really get to see them come to fruition. But this past year, I was able to see that dream come to fruition in Kristen's life. And my heart was moved when she first shared her dream and passion with me. And as I saw her take a stand this year and go above and beyond, I was once again moved and inspired by this tenacious young lady. Kristen, I want to ask you a few questions about the Walk for Freedom. First of all, tell us just what that is, what the Walk for Freedom is. Yeah, so basically the Walk for Freedom is an awareness event for human trafficking. So we actually had the opportunity to bring it to Springfield for the first time this year um, and actually got to do it in unity with over 500 walks all the way around the world on the same exact day. So not only did we get to bring awareness to human trafficking and exactly kind of what the issue is and what's going on, not only 
overseas, but here in the States. Um, but it was also a fundraising event where all the money that we raised was actually able to go to survivors of the A21 campaign to help get them back on their feet and transition as they um, come out of trafficking. Tell us a little bit about how your passion for this began. So kind of going off of what you were saying earlier, as I kind of heard it as a still small voice as a senior here at Calvary, um, someone who was just trying to figure out how I was supposed to hear God and waiting on what he was wanting to do for my life. And we were taking a missions trip with my softball team my senior year where I thought I was going to figure out exactly, you know, what God had for my life. And I get there and of course God's like, well, this trip's not about you, so you're probably not going to figure that out right now. And so it wasn't until the plane ride back where I literally wasn't thinking about anything and all of a sudden the words human trafficking popped into my head. And for me, that was really out of the ordinary for two reasons. One, because I wasn't thinking or praying or asking about that at the moment. And two, that was a word that wasn't even in my vocabulary yet. So it was literally like the Lord was just taking words and placing them into my head. And not only about 10 seconds later, the word India popped into my head. And so we get back from our missions trip, and I'm like, okay, is this something that I'm supposed to do, God? And we come to school the next day, and we all get out of class because there's some people presenting at our school, which, like, never really happened. And we get there, and guess what they're presenting on? Human trafficking, which I had, like, never heard of before. Not only that, but the second day following, I go into school, we're out of class again, and I'm sitting in the front row, and all of a sudden they play this video on the screen of a girl who was trafficked from India. And at that moment, I just lost it, and I was like, okay, God, this is when I know that, this is what I'm supposed to do, and it all started with that still small voice. Tell us about uh, human trafficking in the States and why you brought the walk to Springfield. So as eager as I am to find out what India is about for me, I feel like the Lord was kind of like, well, you're not there yet, and you're here right now, and we talk all the time about what it's like to be where you are and to have your missions field right at home, and I felt like in the last couple of years, the Lord is really just showing me, well, you're in Springfield right now for a reason, and so what can we do to kind of bring awareness here, and that's kind of when I found out about the walk and that we didn't have one or any type of awareness going on in the city, and I felt like the Lord was like, it's time to do something about it here in your hometown. So can you tell us about your journey in organizing that walk? So it definitely started when I was kind of going through social media, and this is when the Lord was kind of showing me um, about trafficking in the States and how essentially it looks a lot different than, honestly, when you Google human trafficking, you'll find pictures of girls who are like tied down and in jars and just all this crazy obnoxious things. And while that is happening, it also looks a lot differently here. And so we have people who are just very vulnerable, whether that's foster youth, homeless youth, people who have never had a stable, loving family. And the Lord was really just opening my eyes to say, hey, this is all around you here. And so when I was scrolling through social media and saw Bring a Walk to Your City, I was like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? And then just kept scrolling. And I felt like the Lord was like, well, why couldn't you? And I felt that still small voice again, and why couldn't you do that? And I was like, well, let me tell you why I can't do it, because I have no experience, I have no money, I, you know, of course the list can go on and on of why I couldn't do it, and I felt like the Lord was like, you just need to trust me and you need to bring it to the table, and so that's when I brought it to Pastor Mark and Pastor Renee, and from there I feel like the Lord really just opened the doors, you know, I feel like I hear all of these stories of how stressful and like all these terrible things that can happen for an event, and I feel like for me, the Lord was just like, 
taken people out of the woodwork, you know, people who knew how to plan events, people, the very first person, one of the first people that I talked to just to ask if they would help with the event ended up sponsoring the entire thing. And it was just God's way of saying, you know, I have this. And I don't know if people knew this, but actually the week of the event, it was supposed to rain that entire day, like literally the day before, you know, of reliable weather maps on um, iPhone, it said that there was 90% chance of rain. And I felt like that night, I was like, God, I was like, are we supposed to do this or not? And I felt like he said, you need to pray like you trust me. And so in that moment, I said, okay, you got this. And I kid you not, Saturday comes and there was not one drop of rain the entire day. And so just, so just from start to finish, I feel like God just really watched the whole thing. How can people get involved in this cause? Tell us about that. Yes, I would love to. So we are looking to put on another walk next year, but until then, um, for anyone who is looking to get more involved in how you can fight human trafficking, um, coming in the new year, we are looking to get a bunch of people around the table to find different skills um, and talents that we all have um, and how we can impact our community here in Springfield. You know, we recognize that everyone has different day jobs and you're all going to be able to impact people that we can't as individuals. And so we would love to just see what kind of skills and talents you have and just honestly a willingness. We don't have to know everything about it to know that God can do more than what we think. So we would love to have you join us um, and impact our community. Thank you so much. She's amazing. The next couple of minutes we're going to share with you some opportunities that you can make available to yourself um, to go above and beyond in 2018. Maybe you'll feel a call to get out of your comfort zone and go on a missions trip, or maybe you want to just explore something new that you can do for the kingdom. I'm going to ask Tina to come and share with you one of those opportunities. Thank you. Good morning. I'm here to tell you about um, Relevant Ministries. It's a ministry down on the coast of Mississippi. And um, what I love about them is their vision is to make missions relevant to our everyday life. So to learn to, it's an opportunity to go stateside and, and experience missions, but know how you can bring it back. And they like to do that through um, building relationships, responding to the needs of the people along and the coastline and serving them um, and ministering to them to reveal Jesus Christ. And through the, how they do that is through missions trips and mission retreats. And it's an opportunity to experience being church um, and train, through training and serving in that area. So um, why should you go to something like this? <laughs> um, it's a great opportunity to serve. They... Uh, give a lot of opportunity to do several different things. So we have gone down and done a VBS. We have um, fed the homeless, which there's so many stories to tell and so many neat experiences. Through this, we've cleaned up after a tornado, which was very similar to our location at Jefferson. It was as if a tornado hit that location. Um, We have also learned about human trafficking and did something for a ministry there, too. We provided bags for... um, um, women that were trapped in human trafficking. So um, it allows a lot of, and also team building too. So we do a lot of team building and working with each other. Um, it's been, going on a missions trip is life-changing. Um, it's a, 
passion of mine, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity that the Lord has given me several times to go. The first time I went with Relevant Ministries is with Caitlin. Caitlin and I went with a church in Bloomington, and so it was family. It was a family trip, so it was an awesome opportunity for us to build relationship and also with the people that came from Bloomington. Um, but since then, we have taken two teams from um, Andy and I have taken and our family have gone and taken two trips um, down there with students from Calvary, and it's just amazing to see the transformation in their lives. First of all, it's getting away. It's unplugging. Huge for families <laughs> to have that time when kids unplug um, from the social things around them and just to be together, be relational, build relationships in serving together. And then so you'll serve together all day, um, maybe doing construction, maybe doing VBS, um, doing those things throughout the day, and then you come back and share at night and have worship together and share. And it's a huge thing on these missions trips when you not only hear someone else's story, but you share your story. And so that's um, when just hearts are open, transformation is things that um, we're able to share with each other, deeper level getting to know each other. So um, it is life-changing. And I would just challenge you to go above and beyond and... Um, Take your family, um, plan a time away, and um, come with us this spring if you would like to, or join one of these mission trips. So thank you so much. Thank you, Tina. As Tina said, going on a missions trip is a life-changing experience. I want to tell you about another opportunity uh, that our church is going to have this year. We've promoted this pretty hard to our high school and young adult uh, congregation, but I want to be clear that it is open to people in the church to go to Guatemala with us in June of 2017 to work with uh, an incredible mentor of mine, uh, David Amsler and his wife Debbie, they have started a ministry called One Way Guatemala and the public school system in Guatemala has actually allowed them to come in and run these programs for kids. Uh, if you, and I'll just be honest, if you, where you currently are with God, need to be challenged and need to reignite a fire to panic over, over souls and those who we love that are lost, Dave Amsler is a guy who can help you help you rekindle that. Uh, so I just challenge you, as Tina said, if you would like to go to Mississippi, there's a table out in the lobby. If Guatemala sounds like something you'd be interested in, primarily what they do is they go in and they do school programs. They do mass uh, children feeding programs. Uh, that can be anything from pots and pots and pots of spaghetti to buy one, get one free Domino's pizzas that we cut each individual slice into three slices, and we feed as many as we can, as often as we can. But uh, go above and beyond this year. Go above and beyond. Pastor Mark's going to come in a second and talk about a third trip that we're taking in 2018, but there's three opportunities that you have to put yourself out there and be the hands and feet of Christ, as we've been called to in the New Testament. Amen? All right, let's do that this year. Thank you, Andy. Andy just mentioned uh, the fact that this last year he and I were in Vietnam uh, for several days visiting our missionaries there, being a part of, of the mission work that was there, and uh, really kind of fell in love again with uh, the mission work taking place in Vietnam. And if you're interested, we're going to go back to Vietnam uh, at the end of September of this year. As a church, we are building a church in Vietnam. We can't show you pictures of that. It's being built up in an area of Vietnam that is very sensitive. They've allowed us to build the church there. They've allowed the church to come in there. There's a church that's already meeting there. They just don't have a building. And uh, we are building the building. that We believe when we go, we'll be able to go see it. 
we don't think we'll be able to be in a service with them or speak at it. It's just too sensitive an area for Americans to go into that area and, and to be a part of it. But we want to help them have a building to worship in. And so as a church, we have sent the money for that, and they are building it right now. Praise God. Is that kind of cool? Tonight, we'll show you a video on some of the things that are going on in Asia Pacific uh, and things that are happening in some of the Muslim worlds and some of the Muslim world and some other places that are really uh, being very effective at, at reaching into people's lives and touching people's lives. We're just so excited about so many of the things that are happening in Springfield and around the world. I want to remind you of a scripture that Paul writes to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, My beloved brothers... Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Did you get that? In the Lord your labor is not in vain. The things that we do around the world, the things that we do in our community, the things that we do individually are not in vain. And what we want to call you to this year is this call to step up and to say, God, where would you have me uh, go above and beyond? I, I do want to stop and talk to you about the play zone. The play zone was a real leap of faith for us. Uh, we, we didn't know how this would work. We, I, you can show the pictures on this if you can, guys. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Laura Powell was setting up the choir room. And as she was leaving the building, she ran into a friend of hers from the community that she had met through uh, the Bible study that she attends. And she was sitting out here at the fireplace doing her Bible study homework for the week. And they began to talk for a few moments. And, and she explained to her, she explained to Laura, she has four children and two of them are young and adopted children. And she mentioned that she has no family in town to help with them. And she said it's hard work to take care of them without a lot of support. But she said that, she, that the play zone is such a blessing to her and her kids that it allows her to be able to come and let them play. And she can sit down and do her Bible study or work on, on other things, listen to beautiful music, drink a cup of coffee. And she said, she said to her, your church must be doing something right to offer this service to our community. This last year, 5,200 children walked through the doors of this building to go to the play zone. Praise God. Over 4,000 preschool children, about 800 and some uh, uh, grade school children. And I'm going to ask Renee uh, to come, and, and we just have a testimony we want to read to you today of one of the families that became a part of the Play Zone. My wife, Lindsay, began visiting the Play Zone with our son, Michael, who was about two years old at the time. Michael loved the play zone. Going to Calvary is something he would consistently talk about. My wife would tell me about the play zone, and it almost seemed too good to be true. One day, I decided to visit the play zone with my wife, mostly to play with my son, but also to see what a church that offered a free play zone was like. I knew it would take men and women of great faith, or crazy people, to offer such a service. If you just think of it from a worldly perspective, there are a lot of pitfalls. What if people abuse the service? What if it is overutilized? Would the community show respect or take advantage of their kindness? 
Then I visited the play zone, and I was immediate, it was immediately apparent that these questions were not at the forefront of thought of, for anyone at Calvary. I could imagine the real questions running through the heads of everyone who played a part in bringing the play zone to fruition. Questions like, how many people can be reached? Or, to how many people can we bring joy? I could imagine their prayers, which were certainly not, Lord, I hope we can handle the turnout, but rather, Lord, please let the play zone overflow such that we are overwhelmed. At the play zone, my wife and I felt great joy. It was like being transported into another world. It was not just the concept or the physical implementation of the play zone that made us feel this way, but also, and mostly, the people we met there. Our first interaction at the play zone was with Pastor Tom Richardson. We immediately realized that we needed to be around people like Pastor Tom. Pastor Tom builds you up, and his character is a good influence. We had the same experience with Andy Reynolds and his wife, who consistently gave their time to answer answer our questions with kindness. Since our life revolves heavily around raising children in the truth of Christ, the play zone was a natural and impactful path to Calvary. The mission surrounding the play zone gave us great insight into what kind of church Calvary is, as well as the priorities of the leadership at Calvary. Concentrating so much energy on building up our children is an admirable thing. It is something that can never be emphasized enough, but is often underemphasized or even neglected. So when we began coming to Calvary Church, we fully expected to see this mission and attitude in action. To say we were not disappointed is an understatement. Every night now, we pray for God to give our sons a soft heart for Jesus. We receive these words from Pastor Mark, and given our experience with the play zone, it is not a surprise that he would have such an awesome prayer at the ready, because Calvary Church loves children with the love of Jesus. This is not our opinion. It is an obvious and undeniable observation that Calvary Church radiates a love of children. On the adult side of things, every interaction we have had with every member of Calvary has not just been positive, but also joyful. My wife and I often squirm in our seats as the Spirit speaks to us through Pastor Mark and the Word. We are challenged weekly in a way that we have never experienced anywhere else. But at the same time, we are also uplifted and filled with joy and motivation to grow in our faith. Pastor Paul has given us his time, too much of his time, really, to help me and my wife grow in our marriage. Dan Shryock and Jenny Phelps have also been extremely positive and encouraging. We have never interacted with so many pastors and key staff in such a short period of time at any church. If Calvary were a technology, it would be cutting edge. From the play zone to missions, apologetics to music, God is moving here at Calvary, uncovering any stale components and leaving nothing but a razor-sharp, cutting-edge force for Jesus. We are thankful to God for the play zone and for Calvary Church. And we still go to the play zone, but now with our two sons, Michael and Monty, as well as our third child due in August. When I read that testimony, I just sat back in my chair and put my hands up and said, God, that's what we prayed for. That's what we prayed for. And, you know, I, I, just, I just want to tell you, I get to sit in a place where I get to see the, the ministries of the church and where so many of you invest your time. And I want to say, God's on the move. He is on the move doing things in people's lives. 
We've been telling a lot of stories of things that have been happening in, in big pictures, but I want to tell you, too, that God has just done in our midst this year. One was uh, a couple of, uh, about a month and a half ago. Uh, we were out in the entryway. It was after the second service, and a family that I'd become uh, very good friends with came up to us, and they expressed their concern. They had a, uh, they have a granddaughter, and the granddaughter was at an age where she should be walking, but she wasn't walking. She wasn't showing any interest in, in walking. They'd finally taken her to the doctor, and the doctor said, listen, this, it looks like there's something wrong here. There may be something wrong here. We need to do some neurological tests and discover why she isn't uh, beginning to walk. And, of course, if you've gotten that news as a parent or a grandparent, that is just terrifying, isn't it? And, and they'd, they'd, they'd heard that, and as they, the grandparents were out in the entryway, and they shared this with us. And we gathered around together, got a group of us, and we just gathered around that morning, and we just prayed. And we just asked God to touch this little girl and to bless her. Now, I've called all these families and asked them if we could share this, and they said they were glad for us to share it. And we prayed together. And staff meeting that week, we prayed for this little girl, and throughout the week she was in our prayers. And the next Saturday, I was in the building and walked out, and Pastor Paul and the team were working on getting all the Christmas baskets out to people who needed, uh, not Christmas, Thanksgiving baskets out to people who needed uh, food for Thanksgiving. And uh, the grandfather was there. And I went over to him and said, hey, uh, what happened with the tests this week? He said, oh, they, they didn't take them. I said, really? Didn't do this? No, no, let me show you a picture. And he opened up his, his iPhone and played a video. He said, this happened Thursday. And on Thursday, this little girl just suddenly decided it was time to go. <laughs> and she was running all over the place in their house. The next Sunday, the, next, the very next day, we're in here at the end, of the end of the second service. They're all out here. And this little girl is just running all over the, and anybody try to pick her up, she'd run away from them. And we just sat there and said, you know what? This is the blessing of God, isn't it? God is moving and touching people's lives. Uh, yesterday, I talked to my friend Aaron, and Aaron uh, came, Aaron and his family started coming, I believe, at Easter time this last year with, uh, uh, to the, from the Hitting Center. They're friends with Bob and Jackie and Greg out there. And uh, talked to the family several times and met them out in the entryway. And, and we went to lunch one day. And at lunch, a Andrea shared with us that, uh, that, that Aaron's dad had cancer. And I think she told me it was a year or two years that they expected him to live with this cancer. And, and so we said we'd be praying for him, and we began to pray for him. And it was a little bit later in the, uh, the summer that I uh, got a call one day, and they said uh, the dad had really taken a turn uh, for the worse. And they were up at the hospital, and I decided I'd just run up to the hospital and pray with them, and got there, and a lot of the family was there and gathered around. And uh, I, I went into the room, and as I walked in the room, I walked over to the bed where, where Greg, the father, was at, and, and I said, uh, Greg, can you hear me? And when I did, he just lifted his hand up and shook my hand. And he said, yes. And so he and I just began to, to talk. And 
I didn't know where his faith was at and being talked about faith. He assured us of his faith in Christ and his trust in God and, and uh, that he'd pray and asked me if we wanted to pray again. And we prayed again right there and chatted for a few minutes. And finally he looked at us and said, I'd like a popsicle. And he sat up on the edge of the bed, and they, they brought a popsicle into him and, and uh, uh, stood there for a couple minutes. And we finally, finally walked out of the room and talked with the family a little bit more and, and left. And, and I'm going to tell you, I haven't tell, told you folks this, but as I left, I, I'm thinking in my mind, uh, you know, I've been around a lot of people in my life and in, in ministry that were about to go home to be with the Lord. I've been in a lot of rooms with people. And Greg just didn't look like a guy who was about ready to go home to be with the Lord. He, he sat up and talked, and, and, and you know, he, he just didn't. And I, as I walked away, I thought, oh, you know, these folks, they love their he, He's, he's going to get out of the hospital in a couple of days. That's what, that's what I thought, because he looked that good to me. And the next day, I was talking to Aaron on the phone. He says to me, he says, uh, uh, wow, uh, I'll never forget that. And I was like, really? <laughs> you know, didn't seem like, you know, he says, no, he goes, that, he goes, pastor, you got to understand, he hasn't been, he's just been kind of in and out of it, not very responsive for the last day and a half. He said, and then you walk in the room and he shakes your hand and talks to you and prays with you. And I knew in that moment that God, nothing I'd done, God had done something special. So we were talking yesterday on the phone about it. Aaron Shett said to me again, he said, that 15 minutes has helped our family through this whole process. 15 minutes of God saying, I'm going to give you the assurance and let you know what's going on. Listen, God is moving in lives. And if we're willing to take that next step and say, God, how would you use me? He'll take you to places above and beyond what you've ever imagined and give you a chance to make a difference in this world that we want you to be a part of. Let's stand together today and let's open our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast. I want you to think about this as we go into the new year. All the pressures are going to come in life. There's things that we're going to celebrate, and, and there'll be things that we'll mourn. There'll be days that'll be easy and filled with joy, and there'll be days when it'll be tough. There'll be days when we'll sense the presence of God and know He's with us, and there'll be days when we'll wonder, where is He? He'll still be there. We just won't sense it and know it in the moment. And so the word says to us, beloved brothers, be steadfast. Be immovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. I want you to say that with me. Just re- I'm going to say it, I'll let you repeat it. This, these words, in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Let's say it again. In the Lord... Your labor is not in vain. One more time. In the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Whatever you do in your gifting, whatever you do 
for the, for the glory of God's kingdom. Whatever witness you give. There's times when you may teach a Sunday school class or be working with somebody and testifying, and it feels like your labor's in vain. We need to, mem- we need to remember this, this, this direction from Paul to the Corinthians, to remember that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. That's a good word for us, isn't it? Amen. Lord, as we look to 2018, we pray that you'd let us celebrate this truth that in your kingdom, when we do work in you, the labor's not in vain. Help us to remember that and be faithful, steadfast, immovable, and always abounding in your work, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the ministries that we have supported, we, we support some missionaries in Asia Pacific. That's down uh, in the area of Japan and Vietnam and the Philippines and Indonesia, which is the largest Muslim country in the world, uh, some of these places of the world. And tonight we want to just show you a short video that they sent to us about the ministry and what's going on there and what we are a part of supporting through, our, through your mission support. The power of this is there are countries that you can't go into as a missionary. There are countries where they really limit the gospel message in every way that they can. But they're having a real hard time limiting Facebook and some of the social media outlets that are available to us. And the testimonies that are rolling back in of people who in desperate times of their life, God directs them and they find uh, many of these stories of other people who have been through desperate times themselves and they begin to find the hope of Christ and give their life to Christ has just been miraculous in that part of the world. And so we're thrilled to be a partner with that. We sponsored several of these uh, videos that are put out and we, we help support those from time to time. And so that's just one of those things you can be praying about when you think about how are we going to reach into places where the gospel is closed in so many ways, and yet there's so many other ways that are open for us to communicate the gospel. And so that's just a tremendous part of the ministry that's taking place in the, in the world today. This, we didn't get to talk much this morning about our 50th anniversary celebration, but we had a great time in November and throughout the year celebrating some of the things that happened over the last 50 years. Men and women who went above and beyond for the last 50 years to make sure that the gospel was presented in our community and around the world. And we took time in November to look at some of those things and look at the ways that we've done that in the past. And that was a great time uh, of celebration for us. Hope Thrift Center this past year Uh, We said goodbye to our long-term leader there, Jackie, a little over a year ago, went home to be with the Lord. But Eric Looper and the volunteer team picked up that mantle, and they've worked hard this year. And we've had the best year out out at uh, Hope Thrift Center that we've had in our history. We thank God for Jackie and the foundation that she laid there. We thank God for the workers that are out there and are working today. And again, this is one of those places where if you want to say, well, I'd like to step up and get involved someplace, you have time, you know, maybe on a weekend or during the day, 
uh, during the week that you can go out and give a couple of hours or give an afternoon or a morning, and it'll help us, you know, put things out that help other people, but also raise money for missions to help children in Springfield and around the world. And if you'd like to get involved in that and be a part of that, uh, you let us know, or let if you see Eric around, let him know. He's always looking for people to volunteer to help them. With, there's all, if you go back in the back room at Hope Thrift Center, there is always something to do. If you've ever been back there, you know that that's the truth. Uh, the Hitting Center, tremendous testimonies coming out of what God has been doing in the Hitting Center through our volunteers out there, and Bob and Jackie Laurent and Greg Brown. So many great stories. We've told a few of them over the last few weeks and told one this morning of, a, of the family that connected with us at Easter time through the Hitting Center. And just this, this way of reaching into people's lives uh, through something that they're interested in. And we're just so thrilled with all the work that takes place uh, out at the Hitting Center. At the Academy and Daycare, we offer ministry to over 400 students from six weeks old through high school, five days a week. If you ever walk through the Jefferson Street building and wonder, why does it look this way? There are 400 children in that building five days a week. And that, that brings some wear and tear on that building, but I'll tell you what, it's just a tremendous opportunity. Daily Bible classes, weekly chapels, uh, the daycare has been running at capacity throughout this year, and the schools had its highest enrollment in years this year, and the spirit in those places has been wonderful. Calvary Academy's vision is to raise up Christian leaders. What does that mean? People who will be an influence instead of being influenced. People that wherever God leads them, they will have a foundation to influence others instead of letting this world influence them. And we want to release students out into this world who will go out wherever they go to and have a foundation of the truth so that they will influence others for the glory of God's kingdom. This past year, we had some wonderful highlights. Mission Celebration was a, a, a wonderful highlight for us this, this last year. We had you know, our, our highest mission faith promises in our history by almost double anything we've ever had before. It was just a, and, and so many things have happened this year that we've been able to be a part of, like building the church in Vietnam and supporting the Asia Pacific, some of the video things there. We've been able to do so many things this year because as those pledges and as those faith promises have rolled in, we've been doing things out in our community and out around the world to be a blessing to people and it was just a tremendous time. Now, if you have your calendars with you, or you have a piece of paper with you, write down these dates. Uh, from November, from, excuse me, February 18th through February 25th will be our mission celebration this year. We get to have Bob Hoskins with us. And as I've told you before, I, I sat down a, a couple months ago and kind of began to think my way through. If I had the chance to pick five people to sit in my living room with my family and talk to them for an hour. What five people would I want to have come into that living room and talk for an hour? You know what? When I got done making my list, there wasn't an athlete on it. There wasn't a television star on it. There wasn't a movie star on it. There wasn't a, there wasn't a politician on it. 
Bob Hoskins was on it. Bob Hoskins and his ministry have passed out over one billion books of life. And the testimonies that are coming back of people who have been saved and come to Christ have just been tremendous, a great work in ministry all around the world. We have the opportunity this year for Bob Hoskins to sit in our living room right here and talk to us for an hour about what God's doing around the world. And men, on the Saturday before, uh, the 24th, on that Saturday, he's going to be with us at our men's forged breakfast, and we're gonna, he's going to talk to just us as men about how to lead and be men of God in this generation. And so I want you to write those dates down and plan on being there. Ladies, on the 18th, they'll be refreshed with our missionary ladies. It's going to be a, a fabulous, a fabulous time in what's going on there. We began to experience some other uh, great, great nights. And one of the nights that we had this year was a Calvary Christmas families. I mean, if you were here, how many of you were here that night? Calvary, Calvary Christmas is a few weeks ago. I'll tell you what, if you weren't here, you couldn't have got in if you showed up. This place was jam-packed that night, chairs up and down the aisles, chairs all across the front. Uh, it was just a, fa- and the music department, did they do a, f- what a great night that was. That was just such a fun night and a powerful night. We appreciate the work that they put in. One of our families and our church went door-to-door in their neighborhood and invited everybody in their neighborhood to come, one that we know of. One family went out, had a bunch of people over to dinner and fed them on that Sunday if they would come to church with them that night and brought them all to church with them. One person I know of mailed out 48 invitations to people inviting them to come. Listen, when we take that next step and go above and beyond what we've done before, we begin to impact the world through our faith and our obedience. And as we focus this year and begin to do those things together this year, we'll see more and more people come to Christ in our community and around the world. And so our challenge to you is to be a person who decides to go above and beyond. I I can't emphasize starting point enough. We started this last year. These are four important truths that you need to know and involve yourself in If you are a serious follower of Christ and you want to grow in him, you need to have not just one of these things in your life, you need to have all four of them in your life. You know about your relationship with God. You need to know about your relationship with others. You need to know, uh, as, as, as we walk through this, about what your spiritual giftings are and how you are gifted to be used of God and where your passions are. And you need to know where you're going to serve other people at. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't been through Starting Point or if you went through it last year and you kind of forgot some of it, every Sunday morning at 1030, we offer one of the classes back in the, in, in, in the Welcome Center. And I want to encourage you to go, to go to it. We'll be offering it again in March on Wednesday nights for people who maybe can't get there to the second service on Sunday. And so we want you to be a part of that. Equip also began this last year. And we started by looking at the major doctrines of our faith because Paul tells Timothy, watch your life and doctrine closely and you will save yourself and your hearers also. Doctrine is important. And so what we're looking at is we're taking a look at how to understand the Bible and and, and we've been looking at many, many things. We had marriage classes this last year, an apologetics class. And, And as we started this looking at these things, 
We wanted to be, we want people who will be serious about knowing God's Word. Now let me tell you what's going to happen starting January 10th. It's going to be a, a class called Heart of the Family. And this is a, a video-driven class about uh, marriage and families. And it's an interactive class uh, on biblically-based principles that will help you build a strong, thriving marriage while maintaining a healthy family. So whether you have children or not, this class is an investment in this most important institution in your life, your family. Another class that's going to be offered is called What's the Difference? This is a comparison of competing worldviews. We have so many things encroaching on our faith today. And so we're going to be talking about these competing worldviews. The Bible calls Christians to have their minds renewed to discern between right and wrong. And during this class, we will compare how different worldviews approach topics in today's world and where we as Christians should stand on those topics. We, we, want, we don't want to be influenced by the talking heads on TV or by magazines. We want to be influenced by God's Word. Amen? So we're going, we're going to be taking a look from, from things from theology uh, and ethics to history and law by focusing on the apologetic issues. This class will help you better understand how to discuss and defend your faith. Here in the auditorium, we're going to be talking about prayer and how to take our prayer past the surface level of prayers and really look at the prayers in the Bible and how they influence us and should influence us, why God put them there so that we will know the things we should be praying about and how to make our prayers uh, powerful. And then on Thursday night, starting on, on, on uh, January 11th, uh, we're going to be offering Financial Peace University again and you can sign up for that and be a, become a part of that uh, if you'd like to. And if you have never taken it, I would encourage you to take it. As I said this morning, the only complaint I've got about this class is people saying, why didn't you make me take this sooner? Uh, get in this class. It'll be a blessing to you. At this time of year, there's a couple times a year you know, that you do certain things. Businesses, you know, at their fiscal year, they stop and analyze. How's business going? You know, maybe they do that quarterly. How do, how do we do? And they kind of compare things and look at things to kind of see how they're going. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing to give analysis to our life and say, am I being fruitful? Uh, are we doing the things that we should be doing? Where are we at at this stage? Where's our family at? Where's our business at? Where am I at? How much do I weigh? How much should I weigh? And it's kind of good to give analysis to, to those things. And, it, and it set a path to do something about it. That's what we wanted to do a little bit this weekend, is to take account. And I, I want to just take a minute before we receive communion and, and remind you of some things going on in the world today. Just in the last week, 10 people were killed in Egypt as unidentified gunmen opened fire at a church in the south of, of Cairo. Cairo. Uh, ten people killed, Coptic Christians. Throughout this year, there's been numerous attacks on Christians and churches around the world. Uh, this last week, we got notification from some government officials and people that we know just saying uh, last on Christmas that they felt like there was a credible threat, that there would be attacks on evangelical churches on Christmas Sunday in the United States. Thankfully, I don't know of any of that happening.
but there's an awareness that we need to be aware and that we need to pay attention to what's going on in the world that we live in. We need to be praying for our our fellow Christians uh, around the world. A Christian university in Canada is being told right now not to go ahead with creating a law school because if it does, the graduates won't be considered real attorneys due to the the Christian standards. This is a school with over 4,000 students. It's the largest Christian college in Canada. And they decided a few years ago to add a law school, but two Canadian law societies have objected, arguing that the university's Christian covenant against the LGBTQ community is against what they believe, and therefore the school's future for the law school should be, a, should be denied accreditation. That's kind of the pressure that's beginning to come upon Christians in the world today. They're now going to, law, going to court and going to their Supreme Court, fighting that thing right now. You can keep them in prayer. Say, so, okay, well, that's, that's outside of here. Washington, the Washington Metro system this, this year refused to run an ad celebrating Christmas as the birth of Christ. The Washington, D.C. Metro is now facing a lawsuit from the, from the Catholic Archdiocese because they refused to run this ad. The ad just very simply shows a silhouette of a king and two shepherds gazing at the stars in the night sky and the words, find the perfect gift. And the website with information, and a website name with, uh, with information about religious services and, and things that people could attend. But they were told no, that they couldn't put that out because it would break this rule of a separation of church and state. That's happening in America today. An atheist organization known as the Freedom from Religion Foundation thought it had won a victory this, this, last, this last fall when they prevented a Georgia high school from conducting a time of prayer before football games uh, they're, because they're, they're, their coach had been fired. Now, this group filed a letter with this county school system making them aware that the coach's activities, listen, violated the U.S. Constitution. The, sc- the school district complied with their demands, telling school officials that representatives of the school cannot participate in any student-initiated or student-led prayer or other worship while acting in their official capacity. For instance, they cannot join hands, they cannot bow their heads, they cannot take a knee, unless you're protesting the flag of the United States of America, or commit, any, uh, or commit another act that otherwise manifests approval with the student's religious exercise or anything that anybody would, uh, any reasonable observer would say was a government endorsement of religion. Upon learning of that, the students kind of doubled down on it. There were about 100 players that were praying together with the coach. The next week, 400 students joined with them and prayed with them. Good for them. Good for them. 
School district in Illinois, School District U46 up in, in Elgin, Illinois, has been a place of some real controversy uh, about some of the things that they've in, in, instituted in their school system, the, the supporting compulsory co-ed locker rooms or, uh, or other things like that. But one of the board members who's been against those things uh, has been, is being attacked recently because she posted on her Facebook post an article about the a controversial uh, class, that, a lesson that was being taught to sixth graders. A teacher had her sixth graders read an article by an Australian history of religion professor, an agnostic man, and then answer questions based on that reading. Here are some of the statements that were in that that they had to be able to answer. They had to be able to state. Judaism, Christianity, and Islam are, the th- are three of the world's major religions. While they have many differences, they all believe in the same God. That sounds like religious training to me. Doesn't it to you? Some of the prophets, here's another statement, some of the prophets that the Jews follow were Noah, Abraham, Moses. Christians follow these prophets too. They also think that Jesus was another prophet of the same God. Here's another one of the statements. Jesus, Muhammad, and the Hebrew prophets all describe the same God. Like the prophets of the Old Testament, Jesus predicted a day when God will punish humankind and will be merciless in doing so. Muslims, Christians, and Jews all worship the same complex God, but each religion believes that its books and teachings reveal the true nature of God. This disagreement has shaped the course of history. The followers of each religion believe that they are the only ones that will be saved. They see all others as damned. That the, way they, the way of seeing people as damned by God and, and saying such things has led to violence and hatred all over the world. So one of the board members just kind of put that out publicly. And instead of being supported by the rest of the board members and supported by even many in the religious community, is being attacked for putting those things. See, there are people who call themselves religious, call themselves Christians, are the fur- that are the fur- furthest thing from it. We understand that, don't we? This is what's going on in our world today and what's taking place here. Why are you telling, the, telling us this? Well, we need, to be, we, we, you know, we need to be aware of what's going on in our world. I don't talk about a lot of these things because sometimes I feel like it's like you know, standing in a well-lit room and sending your child out in the backyard to find something in the dark and not turning the backyard lights on and holding the flashlight in your well-lit room and saying, I hope this helps them. Now, we can shine a lot of light on stuff in here and we should be praying about it, but the real issue's out there, outside of these walls. And we need to be doing the things that we should be doing to serve our community and to serve our world, to bring truth to light in the middle of the world that we live in. It's easy to sit here and celebrate 
everything that, that's happening, but we also need to work for what's ahead of us. And if we go into two, 2018, there is great work to do, and we're not alone. There's many churches doing great work for the glory of God's kingdom, and we should pray for them. As we talk about above and beyond, it started, as we started with the financial aspect of it, and Dan talked about that today, we hope that you'll get involved in that. But this is really a call to impact our world through faith and obedience, taking new steps as God would lead us in giving, in ministry, in opportunities to serve like we heard about this morning. Listen to me. Here's what I believe. I believe that every, every talent, every skill and ability that God has given us, that every resource that God has given us, that every gift, every spiritually given gift that God has given to us, that we suppo- are supposed to be used to, refe- to reveal God's glory in a world that's in darkness. That we're supposed to be saying, God, why did you give me the talents you gave me? Why did you, you know, I'll, I'll talk to some people sometimes, they'll be some instrument player and they'll be playing out in some bar someplace and that's kind of like, wow, do you really think that's why God gave you that gift? Why did God give you that gift? Why did God give you that gift of a beautiful voice? Why did God give you that love for children? Why did God give you that ability to teach? Why did God give you these things? He gave them to you for a reason. And we're going to answer for how we use them. What we do with those gifts. I don't know about you. I want my, the gifts and talents God's given me. I want them to give glory to him and all the things that I do throughout my life. I want them to honor him and to support, to support and show others the way. See, it's supposed to reveal that. I want you to think about this for a moment. Abraham was, you know, Abraham was just kind of minding his own business. And God shows up one day and says, I'm going to send you to a country that you don't know. And I'm going to make you a blessing to the world. That's an above and beyond call. Moses, minding his own business, tending the sheep. And God says, I have a work for you to do. David, out in in the, the fields, tending the sheep of his father. And he gets called in because God has a work for him to do. Daniel, God putting him in place to do a work for his kingdom. If you want to think about above and beyond, think about Mary. And God showing up in her life someday and saying, guess what? I have chosen you for a very special task. That is an above and beyond kind of call, isn't it? When you look at the, at, the, at the disciples, when you look at Peter and James and John and Paul, when, when Paul gets called, he, God tells Ananias, I'm going to show him the things he's got to suffer for my namesake. See, God, he's, he wants to use us in the places that he puts us. But we have to accept the call to go and do what God would have us to do. And ultimately, when you think about above and beyond, You've got to think about Jesus and how he came when he didn't have to 
to pay a price that wasn't his so that we could be saved. And then he calls us as a church, as a people, to go into all the world. So here's my question for you. Are you willing to hear the above and beyond call for your life this year? Are you willing to, like, like Patty talked about this morning, go on a missions trip and discover something about yourself and pour into people's lives things that you didn't know, like Caitlin talked about with missions or Kristen, Kristen talked about this morning and helping trafficked girls get set free? Are you willing to get involved someplace where you've never been involved before? Step up where you've been involved now. Whether that's a ministry here in town like Hope Thrift Center or on one of our teams that work with many of the ministries around this community, or something completely new. I want to tell you, I've been talking to some people who have already been hearing this call in their life, and there's some new ministries coming that are going to help a lot of people because they're hearing an above and beyond call and what they want to do in this next year. So here's the challenge. Are you willing to go on a mission trip? Could God be speaking to you about going to Mississippi this year? Could he be speaking to you about going to Guatemala or to Vietnam this year with us? Maybe you're sitting there going, I, I, I don't want to hear that call. That's when you're really in trouble. Because that's when God moves on us. Are you willing to go work at a camp and help kids go to camp and be a part of helping kids go and discover the fullness of what God's doing in their life? Are you willing to dedicate yourself to new spiritual growth and to say this year, you know what, I'm going to go above and beyond what I've done before. I'm going to come on Wednesday night. I'm going to grow in the Word of God. I'm going to learn the Word of God and apply it to my life. I'm going to be serious this year about growing in God's Word. Are you willing to lead a small group or maybe for some of you simply get in one and begin to exercise practical Christianity and caring for others and ministering to others? Are you willing to volunteer in a department or help reach out to new goals and new goals and and do things in our community? Are you willing to take that next step? Are you willing to say, God, I want to go above and beyond this year. I want to hear your call for my life. Maybe it's not leading a new ministry charge like Kristen talked about or you know, going and signing up for a missions group and becoming a part of a missions team like Caitlin talked about. Maybe it's just getting involved here someplace that you've never been involved in before. But listen to what it says. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your, neighbor, your, your labor is not in vain. Well, you say to God, here I am for 2018. I'm ready to go above and beyond in any area of call. That always always seems to be God's plan for us. To take us to the next place. To use us in a greater way. He always seems to say to us, good job. Now let's get going. Way to go. But now I got something new for you. And in those places, there's new life. I want to tell you, when you begin to take those challenges, they are challenges, but you find life in the middle of them. And ask yourself this question, am I ready for God to say to me, here's what's next. Here's what I'd have you do now.
There comes, a mo- there comes these moments in life that are destiny-making moments where God speaks to us in a second, and we have the opportunity to say, yes, Lord, I will follow you. I will do what you tell me to do. Or we have the opportunity to fall back, to stay in the boat, to say, no, not me. And we miss the destiny God has for us. I don't want to miss the destiny, do you? I want to follow God. I want to take the next step that he has for me every time. I want his will to be done in my life. Hey, there's some mission tables set up out and back. Maybe you've never said, I don't want to go overseas. Then go to Mississippi. You know, hey, I'd like to go overseas. Then go talk to him about Guatemala or Vietnam or one of the trips that are coming up. But let's, let's, I want to just challenge you, wherever you're at, let's start thinking about God. What would you have me do that I haven't done before? What would you have me be a part of that I haven't been a part of before? What extra would you have me put into my ministry and do for the glory of your kingdom? We're going to talk about that more tonight at 6 o'clock. But let's pray and let's ask God to guide us. Amen? Let's stand together. Father, we thank you today for all of these testimonies that we've heard. Father, I thank you for... uh, the moments that we've had with people. and Father, to see your love for a family uh, as, as, we, as we talked about them today in these families that you've reached down and touched needs in their lives. And Father, I pray that as a church, we would be focused on that eternal work. Lord, we know it's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's not about our power. We couldn't do any of these things. We can't suddenly make a child... Uh, take an interest in walking or a dad to to come and be able to really share, give peace to his family about his soul and his life. We can't do those things. You do those things. Father, and many, many more, you stir young ladies' hearts to go on the mission field or to, to help with people who are trapped in a world that that's horrendous. Father, you stir hearts to do these things. And Lord, we just say to you, we are willing to go above and beyond. We just want you to speak to us and to guide us. Father, whether it's something in our world that we're already doing that you'd say, step up some more. Or whether it's something we've never done before that you call and tell us, go do it. Let 2018 be a year that all of us accept that challenge to hear what you'd have us to do above and beyond anything we've ever experienced before for the glory of your kingdom. In Jesus' name. We believe God will move in your life and be a blessing to you. We're just telling you prayer works. Prayer changes things. Amen. I love you. Worship the Lord. If you have a need for prayer, come on down and talk with somebody today.